Welcome back to We Can Do It. It's the fourth episode of the Life Skills Series. I'm super excited about these. I've actually, I'm actually really proud of them and I've been, I've been really excited to do them. And I think through the month of October, I'm going to focus a little bit more on solo episodes and not do as many interviews just because I kind of want these to stay cohesive and clear as I'm going through them. And for me, jumping back and forth has made it feel a little scattered and I want it to be a little more cohesive as we kind of finish up this series. Or really just finish up this chapter of the series. Because <laughs> life skills are kind of one of those things that I think are so rarely talked about but so desperately needed for most people. And if you can learn from my mistakes or somebody else's mistakes and not have to make them yourself and not have to struggle yourself, I think that's kind of the point of going through mistakes is being able to carry other people through something that you had to drag yourself through. So today we're going to talk about owning your stuff. Now, I don't mean like this is my couch and I own it. I mean knowing yourself. And knowing that as a person, a human, you have issues that negatively affect the world around you. Now, I feel like this is one of those really tricky topics because it's easy to get way too too far into introspection and thus get caught up in self-loathing and all that garbage. And that's not what we're doing here. That's not what the podcast is about. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what the podcast is about. What I am talking about is owning your junk. Because until you know what you are and who you are and what your red flags and triggers and issues are, it's really hard to start healing from them and cleaning up the mess that they make in your life and other people's lives. So for the use of the podcast today, I'm going to define red flags and triggers. The difference between red flags and triggers. Triggers are things that touch our pain or people touching our pain and bringing it to the surface. So some of mine, some places that I'm definitely pretty easily triggered is uh, places of fear uh, or feeling misunderstood or feeling alone um, is a big trigger for me. Um, Another thing that's a big trigger for me is uh, I tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist because in perfection, it feels harder to be criticized. And so criticism has always been a big trigger for me. And something I do a lot better with as an adult, as an older adult, something I did very poorly with as a teenager and young child. And so red flags are signs that our issues are about to make a mess. So everybody has different ones. And when you get to know who you are and you accept some things about who you are, it won't be so much of a surprise of, I don't know what happened. I just started screaming. You'll see the signs. You'll see... I'm starting to get, my voice is starting to get louder. I'm starting to get upset. I'm feeling triggered. I'm about to make a mess. And you start to see those red flags waving in the breeze merrily um, before you go into a disaster. And so those are going to be our definitions for this, for all purposes of this episode. So I feel like we all live in this weird semi-awareness of our issues. Like we can see the shadow of the elephant in the room. We just pretend that he's not there and that we don't. But knowing that we have flaws and that those flaws negatively affect the people around us can suck. 
it's hard to deal with these things because no one likes confrontation. I don't even care about the people who are like, I thrive on confrontation. No, you don't. You thrive on confronting other people. You don't thrive on people confronting you. And it's also especially hard not to attach shame to these experiences. Now, let's go into what our patron saint of the podcast, Dr. Brene Brown, talks about with shame and guilt. So shame says that you are something bad. Guilt says you've done something bad. And owning your stuff and working through it says that everyone struggles with something. And by being vulnerable and open with myself, I can pick up that tire and flip it instead of being crushed by it, or worse, letting it roll down a hill and smash a lot of people. I know it's a weird metaphor, but just stick with me. We're, we're going to stick with the tire. So when you're dealing with something like this, shame is one of the things we're the most afraid of. And we are so cripplingly averse to it and not experiencing it that we will put our head in the sand and ignore our triggers, ignore our our red flags, ignore everything. Because that would mean just admitting that it's our fault. Admitting that we have a flaw makes us vulnerable to shame, which is such a terrifying place to be. And so going into this, I understand that there's as we're talking about triggers, there's a lot of potential triggers in just even having a conversation about, well, I have triggers and I have red flags and those things make messes. So um, bear with me and just remember what we talked about from episode one, which is you are worthy, you are valuable, you were brought here for a reason, you have purpose, you have everything that you need. You are strong and powerful. But I hate to break it to you. You're human. <laughs> and that's what the admittance of, of guilt, the admittance of flaw, the admittance of triggers and issues and red flags pronounces. It pronounces that you are human. Not broken. Not less than. Not unworthy. Human. So please hold that in your mind. So as I talk about that, there's some things about me that I'm not crazy about. Now, I've been through the self-love thing and I've been through so much of valuing who I am. And I do actually genuinely love who I am. But that doesn't mean I'm not aware that I have issues. So some things about me, just the ones that I'm willing to talk about, are uh, one, I don't like that I tend to judge first and find out later. Uh, First impressions are huge with me and I tend to make snap decisions. Um, and then have to clean up the mess that comes when I made a wrong decision. Um, I don't like that I tend to raise my voice before I raise questions. So I will make a scene and believe that I'm making a stand when in reality I needed to find out more. Um, I get insecure in crowds and when I get insecure, I get weird. That's a fun one. Um, I don't like that I tend to burn everything to the ground and run for my life when I'm scared. So it's like a scorched earth fire sale, burn it all, just flee the building kind of thing when I actually feel in a corner or scared of something. And it's taken a lot of my adult life to know that trigger and know that red flag, like know the signs that that's coming. And uh, we're going to go through kind of processing once you get that sign and how to not make as big of a mess. But just know that it has taken me a good 25 years to not just burn the whole world down when I feel trapped in a corner. 
And these are just, like I said, the things that I'm willing to talk about. The point is, by saying all that, is that we all have stuff. But when it comes to working through those things and not letting them control or dominate who we are, a big step to being healthy is to admit that we have a struggle at all. To admit that we're flawed. Admit that we're human. And remember that our struggles make us brilliant candidates for grace. Both to give ourselves and to give other people. Because when we accept that we're flawed and broken, we tend to be able to accept and love the flaws and brokenness around us a lot better. And instead of sitting and pointing a finger and being like, look at her. She just did that. Look at that. That's so much worse than anything I've ever done. Instead, we tend to be a lot more capable of coming up and caring for people. (laughs) Even people who make messes and even people who have triggers and issues and red flags just like we do and the trick of this when we hide even from ourselves we're so afraid of judgment and rejection that we let no one see who we are and on a basic level it's kind of high it's kind of hard to love something that's just perfect especially a facade of perfection it's really hard to love someone who won't admit that they have problems it's really hard to know somebody who won't admit they have problems because they're only showing you the this is why okay so not to bunny trail or to attack or anything but this is why I have a big problem with things like Instagram because and everybody knows the whole like well you know, it's just an Instagram picture. You know, it's like, this is just a look at your Instagram life. Like, everybody knows that, but we all, like, everybody still does it. Like, even though we think that we know that people really aren't that perfect and that filters don't really exist in the normal life and that, you know, behind that person was an exploding, insane garbage monster behind their perfect hair and teeth and, you know, nails and everything. But we still live like that's true. We still live like these things are reality. And we judge ourselves and we judge other people based on perfection. When the reality, it like I said, it's hard to actually love something that's perfect. You remember that book when you were a kid called The Velveteen Rabbit? And it's this whole process of this beautiful velvet rabbit getting kind of taken and loved by this little child until they have all these flaws and they have all these you know fur rubbed off and and whiskers missing and and patches and the the horse in the story tells him that's how you become real is when you're loved and when you aren't perfect and when somebody loves and accepts you just as you are that's when you become real and there's something really beautiful about that I think I love the idea that when you know a relationship is real is when you're loved despite your flaws and triggers and red flags you know so we're gonna take a moment and pause and do everyone's favorite segment what is rosie drinking Bastrop called the Copper Shot, and they are a moonshine distillery. And I am drinking their Honey Shine, 
and it is about the tastiest thing you've ever had y'all and if you're in the bass shop area do yourself a favor and you're over 21 obviously do yourself a favor and go check out copper shot they're amazing i'm not sponsored by them i'd kill to be sponsored by them they're absolutely delicious their honey shine's fantastic i'm drinking it in a drink that they make there called the bastropian and i was able to get all the ingredients of that it's like my favorite drink in the whole world it's amaretto and honey shine and it's just so sweet and so tasty and you do it with like a big ice cube and it's like it's the perfect like i'm gonna sit on the front porch kind of beverage it is so tasty so shout out to copper shot shout out to their amazing honey shine i am enjoying it it's fantastic so anyways getting back to the topic so i think that you know, we tend to make beloved the worn and broken things around us because that's what real things look like. And I think that while it's okay to have issues and it's okay, you know, as we've talked about, it's okay to have triggers. It's okay to have red flags. Everybody does. That's what makes us human. You also have to remember that our issues, our red flags and our triggers tend to affect the world kind of like, have you ever walked through your house and somebody moved your coffee table and it sticks out a little bit and you like nick your shin into it and it just hurts worse than anything you've ever had in your life. I think of red flags and triggers and issues kind of like that. Like we're the coffee table and when we don't deal with our stuff, other people just run into us and get that shin brubes misery moment. I also like to think of it like, and this is a little dark, but think of it if you had pieces of broken glass going down your arms every time that you rubbed up against somebody they would get cut on your glass and even trying to love somebody even trying to hug someone or hold someone or touch someone would cut them and make them bleed and when we have these issues and triggers and red flags that we're not willing to own we walk around letting these broken pieces of ourselves cut up and hurt up the people that we love the most and that we're the closest to because those are the ones that are touched by our issues the most. And so in a lot of ways, if we want to love other people well, this is why loving yourself and knowing yourself and working through stuff is so very important because... It's really hard to love other people well when you don't know what you're working with, you know? So let's talk about um, what does navigating red flags look like practically? You know, what does knowing that you are being triggered and choosing to work through that in a healthy way look like practically? So some of my trigger issue red flags things are look like if I didn't get coffee, I don't need to talk to anyone. Now, I know that just sounds like a straight up addiction, but to some degree, it's more the idea if I didn't get that time to sit and process and have a cup of coffee and kind of collect myself in the morning, my ability to process other people is not going to be as strong. If I haven't eaten lunch, it's not a good time for a confrontation. So uh, again, this sounds just like I'm a food addict, but the truth is, if I'm hungry, 
I'm going to have a very hard time having a reasonable conversation with somebody, especially if it gets heated or especially if it gets emotional. I'm going to go to a nine instead of a three. That's just who I am. Um, Another thing is if I'm making a snap decision about someone, I am probably wrong. Now, I consider myself a fairly good judge of character, but if I'm not judging someone based on some knowledge of them at all and it's just sheer I don't like the way of the look of them or the style of them, something about they rubbing the wrong way I'm usually wrong and if I would take more time to find out why they work that way or why they act that way or talk that way generally speaking I can find something that I care about or can love in that person whereas if I'm just letting myself draw my own conclusions generally speaking it's going to lead to being pretty hurtful Um, believing the best of people is hard for me and I should almost always just be aware that I should look harder and look for more than just my own perspective. So talking to somebody else who knows that person, if I'm in conflict with them, and I don't mean this about like, you know, Susie down the street or something like that. I more mean this like somebody I'm in conflict with. Um, it's really important for me to seek out a perspective other than just my own because I will sit on being wronged instead of trying to seek to understand why that person is having the issues that they are. Um, I should get advice before quitting jobs, sending angry texts, or telling people off. And this goes in that world of doing, being that person who, when scared or feeling in a corner, will burn it all down. Like, even if I don't make it out of the building without being scorched, worth it. That's generally been my perspective. And instead, having some people in my life that I can trust more than myself, that I can call or have a conversation about those things, tends to go so much better. Because having that voice that's like, maybe sleep on it. Or maybe don't don't word it like that. That's really hurtful. You know, things like that tend to really temper my fire. And um, that's just something that's been really important for me. Um, I should count to ten before speaking almost always this goes along with that i as anybody who listens to this probably knows and just in general anyone who knows me i'm a fiery person so i am very emotional i'm emotion driven i'm an enfj in the myers-briggs and basically that just means i am the most introverted of the extroverts but still very much an extrovert and I also am driven almost entirely by my emotions and a belief in altruism so we'll stick to the emotion thing right now and basically that means that I feel more in a 10 minute period of time than most people do in a week and any type of emotion that I experience is heightened and tends to be to me feel a lot more life or death or a lot more dramatic or a lot more just to the core of who I am than a lot of people do and so that means that things that positively affect me affect me in a very strong and amazing way and things that negatively affect me can be very crippling and very uh, distracting from what's actually happening and so getting the advice of somebody who's more steady and less high strung um, that I can trust has been so invaluable for me as an adult and as I've gotten older I've gotten a lot it's I've gotten a lot less high strong and it's it's balanced out a lot and and 
thank goodness, because every year it gets a little bit easier. But on a basic level, just not not striking the match. Really getting advice uh, before making an emotional decision is really huge. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, all this is doesn't take away from the fact that I really do love who I am. I really do value who I am. I enjoy who I am. But I think knowing some triggers and issues and red flags helps other people enjoy who I am <laughs> a little bit more than if I was just willy-nilly hacking people to bits with my issues and not taking responsibility for it. And when you realize you give yourself grace and you give yourself permission to have issues, you tend to also be able to recover from damaging someone better and tend to be able to make, um, what's that word? Restitution for that much better than if you were just making excuses or if you were just trying to hide from the fact that you have those issues. So yeah, and once again, as we're dealing with these things, maybe sit down and write it down. Write down what you think your triggers are. What are those things that just push those buttons and, and bring out those signs that a mess is coming? Sit down and write out your red flags. And, and, you know, is it, did I, if I don't get, you know, a certain amount of sleep, I'm not going to function well. I'm going to make a mess. And, and, and things like that. Write it down. Start to kind of foster an awareness of things that affect you negatively and therefore affect other people negatively. And start now, please, please listen to me when I say do not go ask people what your red flags and triggers are. There may be a time in your life that you are this whole healed phenomenal person that's like, I can, I'm impervious. No. Asking somebody about red flags and triggers tends to be an open season. And most people are not ready for that. So do not invite someone into this place unless you are incredibly safe with that person. Or they're the person that you trust more than yourself. I would highly suggest just sit with this. Sit with a list, write it out, start working through things as you see the shadow of that elephant, start to acknowledge it, start to clean those things up, have conversations with people about places that you feel like you may have hurt or damaged them unintentionally. Have the humility and the vulnerability to be open with stuff, with your stuff. But don't live there. Do not live in this space. This is a space that we're going to visit so that we can become healed and whole and, and, and clean and safe for the people around us. This is not a place that we're going to live in. Please hear me when I say that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my talk on knowing yourself, owning your junk. And thanks for being here. Go out, kick butt, be yourself, know that you're worthy, know that you're loved, know that hurt people are the ones who hurt people and that's why we want to be whole and healed so have an amazing day like and subscribe hit up me up on facebook with what you're thinking about the podcast and uh remember that we can do this we can do it with
hosted by me, Rosie. It's produced by Cherie Haynes. Social media is managed by Vivian Ellison. If you enjoyed We Can Do It, please take a minute to subscribe and review. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and keep on riveting. <laughs>